Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Today we maliciously comply with a high school diploma. We'll get into that in a bit, but first, you want me to brew coffee? Fine. I had a job many years ago at a call center. We had a nice break room, three fridges, a bagel toaster, huge sign with do not leave unattended on it, amazing little fire hazard, bread toasters, and an older coffee maker. Many of the employees were horribly addicted. I mean, to coffee. Yes, but also to nicotine. Mary Jane and more difficult substances, shall we say. This story obviously involves the coffee maker. It also involves myself and my manager. I was out of the blue instructed to take over coffee maker duties. Great. Only one huge problem. I don't drink coffee. Coffee made me sick. Small quantities would make me vomit if they were in anything I ate or drank. Since I don't drink coffee, I generally have no idea how to make coffee. I mean, if you take ground up beans, put them in a filter and run hot water through and coffee comes out the bottom. The machine was a professional grade brewer. It was provided by a company that also stocked our vending machines. This wasn't a unit you could go to Walmart or Target and purchase. It was more industrial than that. It also didn't have any instructions. I asked my coworker for some help and he must have thought I was joking because he told me to add two cups of coffee from pre-ground, sealed packets to the hopper on top of the machine. Now, I'm not stupid, and here's where the malicious compliance comes from. I followed his instructions. It was glorious. All of my coffee-addicted co-workers were jittery, their teeth turned black, and they frequently had coffee grounds in their teeth. There was a distinct burned coffee smell in the break room. After a few days, my manager asked me what the freak I was doing to the coffee, and this time, she actually listened when I told her I don't drink coffee. Upon realizing this, she laughed and selected the coworker that instructed me on the improper operation of the machine to become the designated coffee brewer. Everyone found this funny, many while jittering away in their tiny cubicles. Some folks also replied to this post saying, Um, if you make coffee that is so strong it makes people jittery, then that is a them issue. Sounds like you have some grade A gourmet miracle mud. Your talents are wasted at a call center. Might I suggest moving to healthcare or the legal profession? Another saying, I have the same problem with coffee, nausea, vomiting, etc. I had to help out a few times at work when there were client meetings during off hours and I was working. I ended up flooding the counter the first time I made coffee when I forgot to put the urn under the coffee maker before starting the brewing. The coffee came in pre-measured packets, so I didn't mess that up. Now, I can't lie, when I am getting low on a day and things feel like they're coming to a standstill and an hour feels like 12 hours, I will turn to some kind of drink that has a little bit of caffeine in it. I'm not saying I'll go pop a big old energy drink, but you know, having a Coke or a Pepsi or something. Isn't it just sad how addicted we are to caffeine? We stigmatize being addicted to drugs, yet I can't tell you how many millions would be addicted to caffeine if they could figure that number out. I will say though that whatever OP did, whether it was somehow supercharge this coffee to make that miracle mud, if people were jittering from the coffee, maybe that was a very potent thing that, honestly, maybe they're upset OP couldn't continue to make. Either that or they were jittering from the withdrawal of actual coffee. 
Also, hi, I'm Steven, and if you enjoy awesome stories of malicious compliance, why not hit those like and subscribe buttons down below? That said, our next story is, Department Manager Wants Me to Stay Late to Finish All Duties. Sure. This happened a couple of years ago in December 2019. I got a job at a higher-end grocery store in the area, as I was planning on saving for when I started college in the fall of 2020. The store has all kinds of different departments like a market cafe, pizza-slash-sub shop, cheese, etc. I aced my interview and was hired in the bakery department specifically for breads only. That'll be important later. The first four months was a breeze, but after COVID-19 ramped up, my doctor put me on leave until August. When I returned, a lot of people had quit in the bakery. I was taking college classes now, so I was working night shift part-time from 5 to 9 p.m. My department manager, Hannah, informed me that they were short-staffed on nights and I might be on my own one day a week. I was sure I would be getting help for the rest of the nights. Nope. Weeks go by and I barely get help. I'm burning myself out doing closing shift on my own, along with my schoolwork. No one was in the dessert or breakfast section, and I can't talk to anyone about it because they're gone by the time I clock in. I complained to the bread manager, Jim, and he told me to talk to Hannah since she runs the whole department. Sure, fine. This is how the conversation went with Hannah. I said, hey, I wanted to talk to you about the workload. A lot of day shift people leave their mess and can't clean up after themselves. I have to do that and my duties, which isn't fair. Are you hiring anybody for nights? I can't keep running around and using my inhaler so much too. Hannah said, oh yeah, we're having a hard time filling the night shift roles. We could always train you for desserts and breakfast. I said, that's not what I meant. I meant assistance, not more responsibility. I can't do everything in the bakery and close with only four hours. Hannah said, well, you can figure something out. Just make sure you don't leave a mess during closing though. You can't leave until everything's done. I can't leave until everything is done? Okay. Ever since she said that, I started documenting every time I had to do three jobs at once. I would take my sweet time when I didn't have class the next day, making sure I clocked out at 11pm each time. The amount of stuff that kept piling was ridiculous, but I was simply following her instructions. HR noticed my clock in and out times and wanted me to come by their office. I told them everything, including what Hannah said to me, along with the photos I took. Suddenly, everything changed. At 9 o'clock sharp, they were kicking me out and whatever was left was for the morning. Ha! Huh. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hannah was reprimanded, but wasn't fired until she was caught selling two-year-old expired pumpkin pies to customers during Thanksgiving. That day sure was a doozy. 
I was shocked when I saw all those empty boxes she already sold. How does two-year-old pumpkin pie even stick around in this place for that long? Like, were they so incompetent at running their own job in their own section that the freezer or the fridge or whatever was that backed up? I mean, that is very concerning. I bet they had a number of visits from any kind of health department after that. OP also added, For those curious about the pumpkin pie incident, we were all working overtime and preparing for Thanksgiving. I heard from this older lady that works day shift that she was cleaning out the freezer and found two-year-old pies from a vendor we package and sell. She was asking Hannah what to do with them because there were a lot of them. I forgot how many were in a box. Hannah said, Just put a label on them and place them on display. We can get more profit that way. Excuse me, what? The older woman said she was shocked and used her PTO to leave early. She was scared of jeopardizing her job, but she told me it was weighing on her conscience and told the store manager. I truly forgot the woman's name, but she was extremely nice to me. There were about seven large boxes full of mini and large pumpkin pies. Hannah was promptly fired. Sweet karma. I mean, yeah, there's a lot of liability that went into selling these two-year-old pumpkin pies. Let's be real, chances are, if they were in a freezer all that time, they might be totally fine. But there's expiration dates for a reason, and all it takes is one of those being contaminated or not good, and that store has a big lawsuit. Another person commented, God, I work at a liquor store, and I can't imagine seeing a product that's expired by even a few days. Then again, when I first started, I was taking the shoes of someone who really didn't give a crap about their job. My first week, I found some grapefruit cocktail mixes that were pitch black and had bubbles forming at the top, telling me that those bottles were fermenting and turning into alcohol, which is the biggest no-no you can commit working in the liquor industry. Brought them to my manager at the time, and according to him, the product code was telling us that those bottles expired in 2012. I started this job about three months ago. Just how do these people manage to stick around for so long is my question. Our next story is, you want my diploma? No problem. This popped into my head today. Many moons ago, I was a caregiver for developmentally disabled adults for six years. It was a difficult job, paid $11 an hour, and I got my butt kicked or got bitten at least once a week. But I loved that job and I loved my clients even while they were trying to take a bite out of my face. The agency I worked for was, unfortunately, a bit shady, as is fairly typical for similar organizations where I live. After four years there, I got promoted to house manager, a job which I will freely admit I struggled with. I was great with the clients and employees, but my bookkeeping was a little sloppy and paperwork was half my job. It's for this reason I think I ended up being the target of HR, at the behest of my boss's terrible boss. After five years, I was taking a two-week vacation and had submitted and gotten approved my vacation time six months prior. However, the Thursday before I was set to take off, HR called me in and told me they needed my diploma for my file. I did graduate high school, but a higher education isn't really required to change adult diapers. A patient person with a third-grade education will do better than someone impatient with a master's. Also, I assumed they had verified my information when they'd hired me five heads previous. Not to mention I was the only employee at any level that was asked for it. I said okay, and made a note to bring it in when I got back from vacation. But come Friday, they said that if I didn't provide my diploma, my vacation would be cancelled. Cue malicious compliance. Monday morning at 8am sharp, 
I pulled into work on my way to the airport, marched upstairs, and handed the HR rep five copies of my diploma, one for each year I'd worked there that my diploma hadn't been a problem. The HR rep was not happy. I think they figured they'd found an easy way to get rid of me. I also think she knew the significance of the amount of copies I provided. I said toodles and headed off for vacation and merrily returned to work two weeks later. At least I did for another six months, at which point they totally demoted me. I wasn't bitter. I was pretty unhappy, was struggling with paperwork, and I missed the time with my clients. And since I worked 12 by 3 plus 4, I went back to three and a half days off at least for another six months, when I turned in my two weeks and moved on to greener, read green as in money, pastures. And I do know how to keep track of all those dates and numbers. I did graduate high school after all. Honestly, I just think there's no greater joy than when somebody thinks they've got a gotcha moment. They think they've got some kind of dirt on you or something that you can't come up with. You give them not only what they were asking for, but like, you give them that and so much more. Our next story is, you want me to patrol each park? Fine by me. This comes from back when I was working security in a local hospital. The hospital itself was made up of main building, AE slash minors and wards, a state's office, old ambulance station, the maternity ward, and a management house which would house all of the upper management while they worked. Around the building were car parks. We had nine in total, ranging from large to only a couple of spaces, but still a wide area. It would take around 30 to 40 minutes to check all the car parks and take 10 to 15 minutes to get to one side of the side edge to the other. Our security office was located just outside of A&E as believe it or not, but that was where most of the trouble was, which called for security to be there. As a fairly small hospital, there was only maximum of three security on each eight hour shift. Security management could help, but often didn't want to get involved. We were doing our normal patrols of once every 30 minutes to go around each of the wards, which kept us quite busy if nothing was happening that day on shift. One day, a nurse complained to the security manager that we needed to be more visible around the car parks to stop break-ins. We don't often patrol the car parks as it's park at your own risk as the site was lacking funds for extra security. Our manager understood this, which is why it just stayed as it was due to the security team needing to stay in the wards and A&E to protect staff and patients. Six months go by and our manager leaves. He's replaced with a new manager, which hears the same complaint as the first one, and orders us to start patrolling each and every car park and ward on our rounds. Needless to say, we just agreed and said okay. Please note, I know this would not end well, but I complied with my new orders and every day without fail walked around all of the car parks, even if it was half or nearly empty. Fast forward another week or two and A&E radioed us to attend as a patient was threatening staff. However, security officers were on the back car park roughly 5-10 to minutes away, even when running. Please note that this was another rule we had to stay in twos, as we were only MAPA trained and it needed two minimum. By the time we got there, this patient had already hit out to the staff causing injury, but also decided to run around the A&E department and other joining areas, breaking glass windows and scaring others. We controlled the situation after getting there, but it was already too late. Thousands of pounds worth of damage caused and a couple with small injuries. Later on, our new manager asked why our response time was so slow. We just replied by saying we were taking care of the car parks like ordered to by you. The day after, more signs went up saying, park at your own risk. 
and we were never ordered to patrol half-empty car parks again. New manager only lasted about four or five months after this incident. To be fair, considering this guy was new and they, I guess, didn't really understand the ramifications of having this one area empty, you could see how he makes this mistake one time, but looks like this guy just wasn't the best fit for this position if four to five months later, they were out of there. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another awesome malicious compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or if you missed my latest video, check out that video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 